Hey everyone, this is Nate Ratner again from SeatGeek, bringing you part two of our Stadium of the Future series. On the first episode, we had the opportunity to chat with Brian Marakian from stadium architecture and design firm Populous about how the physical spaces in which we watch games are adapting to serve the modern fan. On this episode, we're going to focus on a digital approach to enhancing the live events experience through apps built by a company called Venue Next. Venue Next is an integrated technology platform for teams and their venues that connects all of the back-end services in a stadium or arena and offers new, digital-friendly experiences to fans at games. Things like in-seat delivery of food and beverage, instant replay on your phone, and step-by-step directions to bathrooms and concession stands. Venue Next is working with a growing client list that includes the San Francisco 49ers, the Orlando Magic, and the New York Yankees. We were joined by Venue Next founder and CEO John Paul, who shared some insight on how their approach is making the live events experience better for both fans and for teams. John, thanks so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Glad to be here. Sure. So uh, it's John Paul from Venue Next. You know, for listeners who aren't familiar with what Venue Next is all about, would you mind giving us an overview of what you do and how Venue Next is changing the live events experience for both fans and for stadium vendors? Sure, sure. Yeah, we, we try to do two things at Venue Next. One is improve the experience when you're at a live venue. And then the other thing we try to do is help improve the business of the live venue operator through uh, everything we do with the fan and the data that we, uh, we know about what people are doing when they're at a live venue. Our, our, our genesis where we began was at Levi's Stadium when the San Francisco 49ers went to build Levi's. They said, well, what should this stadium be all about? And they said, well, we're in, we're in the middle of Silicon Valley. Uh, let's make it the most technologically advanced stadium ever. And while we're at it, let's change the fan experience because the competition is the couch. You know, it's pretty nice to stay at home. And watch a game. There are no lines. Beer's cheaper. Uh, but there's nothing like being at a live venue. And uh, so could we use, uh, one, a better network so that smartphones worked well? Two, center it around the smartphone. And could we create a better experience using technology to do that? And that's what we've been doing. And so what we do is we try to integrate every system of a venue. And these have never been integrated before. So from, it, it, and it kind of starts with the mobile ticket, right? Sure. Um, every venue wants to know who's in, who's in the venue. And the issue with a paper ticket is that it's an anonymizer. You know, they, uh, I, I buy a ticket to an event and I hand it to my friend and he goes, and whoever sold the ticket thinks I'm going, and really he's going. And so by getting people to put their tickets on their mobile devices, one, we know who's really there, and we'll know how often they're there. Um, so it kind of starts with the ticket. Then we, we wanted to improve uh, access when you come in. So we, we built a nicer device that authenticates you kind of into the venue. So it beeps with a nice little green light if you're good to go. It turns it into a self-service kind of uh, experience. Uh, we wanted to integrate everything about food and beverage and merchandise. So we integrate with the point-of-sale systems at, at venues. And now we let the fan, right from their seat, 
order a hot dog and a beer and get it delivered to their seat, or they order it and they can just walk up to an express pickup line so they can get in and out faster. Um, and we do this for, for food. We do this for beverages and drinks. We'll also do it for merchandise. So, hey, you, you want a hat, it's a sunny day, you can order and someone will bring a hat to your, to your seat. And eventually here we'll even let you buy the hat but ship it home because you don't want to bother with it that day. So that's, that's a high-level overview. I hope I didn't talk too long there. No, no, that's fantastic. Thank, thanks so much for, um, for the breakdown. I mean, I think... You know, it's so interesting, a lot of these sort of core offerings that you mentioned, you know, food and beverage, the ticketing, the parking, um, you know, I think Venue Next also does things like video and instant replay for fans yes. on their phones. Um, I mean, these are all sort of, you know, to the common fans seen, seen as things that enhance the fan experience. But then there's this whole layer of data, like you mentioned, that really helps venues do what they do better and, you know, serve fans in, in such a better way. Um, you know, thinking about how this worked prior to something like Venue Next existing, uh, you know, were, were stadium services sort of disjointed to the point where, you know, the hot dog vendor is not talking to that beer vendor or that nacho vendor, um, and, you know, things weren't sort of cohesively linked from, oh, from one exactly. point of view? Oh, exactly. Exactly. In fact, they're, they're, they're vertically integrated, but not horizontally integrated at all. And uh, so there was no way to collect that information and do something about it uh, I mean, most if you if you ask most uh, uh, teams or uh, venue operators, they really had no idea who was in their venue on a right. given game day. Um, there were assumptions, you know, uh, 49ers assumed that, hey, there's only eight games in a season and our season ticket holders come to almost every game. And then they really look at the data and they go, oh, no, they don't. They give their tickets away a lot. And but now they know, oh, here's somebody who's come to five of our games. They're not a season ticket holder. Let's give them a great offer to become a season ticket holder, right? That's the sorts of things they can do. Um, the 49ers in their first season thought that by using our platform, basically whether it was revenue or cost savings, it was worth, they did $2 million to the positive, you know, some of it's 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 uh, revenue, like you know, seat upgrades that they could do, or ticket sales that they did on the app, or food and beverage sales. And some of it's it's cost savings, like we uh, we, we would scan parking passes at the point of entry to make sure they were valid. Most places don't do that; they just look at the pass. And we actually found out that ten percent of the parking passes being presented were either counterfeit or most likely just a, a, a season ticket holder copied it and gave it to their friend to have a parking spot. And that's $125,000 a game in lost parking revenue. Um, so things like that uh, can also uh, make a big difference. Um, you know, in better inventory management so they can see that hot dogs are selling out on the east end zone but they're going to have excess ones on the west end zone they'll move inventory around um so th that's how we've been able to to really help improve their business and and these venues have to put better networks in right for the smartphone sure and if they don't put a platform like ours on top that they can monetize um it's just an expense you know it's multi-million dollars to put this wi-fi system in you know at levi's 
They bring 40 gigabits of bandwidth in and out. Um, but put our platform on top, and now you can actually pay for all of that uh, and serve your fans better and get better information for your business. So it makes a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's there's the giving the fans a better experience angle, but of course uh, a team wants to do that and, and get a return on, on their investment. So, you know, I, I think you mentioned that with Levi's, um, you know, maybe an example of a more modern stadium taking into account the idea that, you know, a fan does want to be connected while they're at the game. They want to be using their smartphone uh, to do the things that they would do at home uh, while they're, while they're watching a football or a basketball game. Uh, thinking about sort of this, you know, stadium of the future, so to speak, and, you know, Levi's being a good example built in the last few years uh, from sort of a stadium design or construction angle, do you see uh, teams and, and firms that are building stadiums, you know, taking this into account and thinking, you know, okay, this is something we need to plan for. We need to, you know, make sure it's enabled with Wi-Fi and make sure that layers like Venue Next and other services can be built on top. Yeah, definitely. Every venue is thinking about networking now. I don't think there's a single venue that we talk to that doesn't have it in their plans, whether they can afford it at the moment. You know, when they build, when you build a new stadium. You have a big capital budget, and it's easy to plan it in. If you're operating an existing stadium, you know the question is, where do you get those couple million dollars to improve the network? Um, the other thing we're hoping, right, is that stadiums start to get built a little differently. Like even Levi's is a new stadium, and in certain ways, it's fresh and new. But when you go look at the concession stands, they're like most concession stands built in the last 15 years. And I think what we're hoping when you start to think about in-seat delivery and the fact that you, you really want little kitchens around, they can be hidden away because no one's going to walk up to them. They, they need to be great places to prepare the food and send the runner to person's seat with the food. And you want that distance not to be too much. So we believe in a few years, now that we've shown people you can actually do in-seat delivery to the whole stadium, that they'll start to build the innards of the stadium differently and less concession stands that you expect someone to get out of their seat and walk to and more little micro kitchens from which they'll deliver in-seat food, as an example. <clears throat> in fact, we, we, we're, you know, Orlando Magic is another customer of ours, and they're very innovative. And Levy Restaurants is their concessionaire. <clears throat> and they have a innovation center at Levi's and uh, and the three of us are working together on how can we design you know kind of concession stands of the future together there and and the Orlando Magic have said hey we'll build one of these at Amway and test it out after we've figured that out so I think there those that are leading the way will actually uh, start to build their stadiums differently Got it. And I'm curious, you know, you mentioned an NBA client, uh, obviously the NFL client, the 49ers that you mentioned. And uh, you know, how, how different do you see fan experiences from from league to league, for example? So, you know, based on the data that, that you're getting back are, you know, are NFL fans, uh, you know, do, do they exhibit certain behaviors maybe that NBA fans or MLB fans don't, you know, are, are those NBA fans, you know, big hot dog lovers while you know, NFL fans, you know, prefer their nachos or something like that? Well, I'd, I'd say there are regional differences, of course, in what the food that, the, that these places offer. It still comes down to, it's usually 
hot dogs and beer, you know, every stadium will have quite a bit of interesting food. But when sure. you go look at, at what gets sold the most, uh, we're still used to, hey, I'm at a, I'm at a sporting event. I'm going to get a hot dog and a beer. Um, but there are differences, uh, but, but more similarities than differences. You know, another place we're, we're at, uh, we're at Churchill Downs, right? We do, did the Kentucky Derby this year. Um, and there, you know, it's, it's a little different. It, it's more the event that's going on on the field. Is it one that has lots of breaks in it or is it pretty continuous action? So for instance, replays at Levi's are good because, you know, you can enjoy the game with all the breaks, you know, the real action in an NFL game is less than 30 minutes and you're there for four hours. So you got lots of time to, Ooh, let me go relive that play. On the other hand, a basketball game, you know, the, the, the action is continuous. So you tend not to want to focus on something in the past. You're waiting to see what happens in the next 30 seconds. Uh, you know, with the horse race, it's two minutes every few hours. Uh, so it, that's a very different experience. But in the end, everybody wants to kind of, you know, get their ticket on their phone, get in, find their way around with wayfinding. That's another thing we do. We, we put, you know, thousands of beacons in a building so we can show you, hey, here's where you are. And when you want to look for a place you can go get a hot dog and you want to walk there, we'll show you the closest one to you and we'll show you the one on the other side of the stadium and we'll, we'll give you walking directions turn by turn on how to get there. Right, and, and the same kind of technology for bathrooms too, right? Yes, yes. So we <clears throat> we basically have there, – there's a couple companies that tried to sell us on the idea of putting a camera to watch the number of people in line. Uh, we, we did a much more low-tech solution where the ushers themselves, we just give them a little app on their phone, and they're basically watching, and they just say, hey, right now it's green or it's yellow or it's red. And so then you sitting in your seat can look and say, hey, where's the closest bathroom and how's the line right now before you decide to go? Uh, or you might say, hey, let me walk a little further. The one down the way there is green and this one is red. So, so we try to help you with that way and use kind of low-tech ushers, but deliver it to your smartphone. Got it. And, you know, Another sort of second screen experience that's uh, that's commonly talked about with sports fans is is fantasy sports. Uh, is that something that you know that venue next has thought about at all when you know thinking about what fans might want to be doing at, at games? And you know, you mentioned an NFL game. There's there's all that dead time in between plays, and uh, you know, fans might be interested in checking on other teams or, or their teams, their players that are on you know on their, yeah. on their fantasy teams. As an example, at, at, in an NFL. The, the Red Zone channel is one that has right all the other games on. Exactly. And, uh, and, so, and so, for instance, uh, at NFL stadiums, we stream the Red Zone channel during the game so you can keep up to date with action in another game that you're interested in. We also have basic stats about what's happening in other games. We don't go as far as fantasy apps um, you know, because we're trying to do kind of the basics very well, and we'll we'll let them do the great fantasy apps, and people will use those when they're in the the stadium. Very cool. Um, and th- and you know, this sounds like Venue Next sort of thinks this is a model that can 
work extremely well in the in the sports and entertainment space. But uh, you know, there are there also other verticals that you think this this might be able to apply to. Oh yes, we we act, we actually think of a venue as a piece of property, right? And so uh, this works equally well in a hotel environment, right? A hotel doesn't quite have as many people and it's not quite as crowded, but they can be as complicated as a, as a sporting venue. Everything we've been doing with food and beverage and wayfinding works there. I mean, think about room service. Uh, right now you kind of have to wait till you get to your room, find that menu somewhere in the room, call someone on the phone and give them the order and then wait for them to show up. Uh, what we can do is, Hey, on, on your way to the hotel, why don't you mobily, order it and say you'd like it at your room at 11 o'clock um, and then be told, you know, as it progresses there where it's at. Um, in healthcare, think about going to visit someone in, in a healthcare, you know, hospital or something. They're very complicated. Where are you going to eat? How are you going to get there? Where should you park? Same side of problems you have at a, at a uh, sporting venue. And we actually, we haven't announced, but we're working with customers in both those verticals and hope to announce some, some customers there. It applies in the theme parks. Same, same thing. Um, uh, a university, we're, we're working with one university that basically think of their entire campus as a venue. They care about when their alumni and when donors are on on campus and want to help them find their way around. Um, so we apply there as well. So it's a very big market. And, uh, and we're trying to, we're going to focus at the beginning on uh, healthcare and hospitality and sports and entertainment. Um, but also there's, there's corporate cafes uh, that, you know, when you work for a company and there are, seven or eight cafes and you'd love to get that food delivered right to your conference room during a meeting or be able to go down more quickly and do express checkout and pre-order what you want. Um, so we're working with companies in that area as well. Sure. And, you know, it sounds like a technology that uh, can definitely be expanded beyond, beyond that sports vertical, like mm -hmm. you mentioned. Um, just thinking about, you know, when you approach these new, these new clients, whether in sports or elsewhere, um, you know, what are, What's some common maybe resistance that you see? Are, are people, you know, usually open to understanding how this enhances the live event experience? Or is there any sort of hesitation that, you know, this is de detracting from the product that's on the field or, or on the court? Yeah. No, I think right away up front, we always talk about the, the you know, the goal is not to turn a fan into a, a smartphone watcher. But, but they know that their fans are already using their smartphones a lot. You know, our goal is not like the time that people are sp spending our app. It's really, we'd love you to spend 15 seconds on our app and get value out of it and then go enjoy the game again. Um, so we're more about hey, how many of the functions that we've built in to, to, to help you have you used. That's success, not how long you've used the product. Um, and the other thing is, I'd have to say in now... It, We've been out in the world for a year and a half. I'm sure I've talked to more than 100 customers. No one has ever said to me at the end of our, of our presentation, I'm not interested. This doesn't make any sense. 
Um, usually it's a question of, hmm, how can I afford this? When could I do this? Uh, there might be, does anyone else do this? Those sorts of questions come up. But, um, but I think everyone sees the value and everybody would like to do it, you know, if they can figure out how to pay for it. That's really the only thing that slows them down. Definitely. And, and maybe as we see, you know, more of these modern stadiums uh, cropping up and, and opening in the next few years, they'll be better equipped to sort of handle uh, a platform like, like Venue Next to, to service fans. Exactly. Yeah, we're, we're, we're excited. We're, you know, in a, in, you know, in a month, we're going to open up the new Viking Stadium, which is the, the newest of the NFL stadiums and, and bring everything we've done at Levi's and add one or two more things from there. So uh, we hope to be at all those new venues, but at the same time, we work, you know, pretty well in existing venues. They've got to get the network in. That is, that's the, the one challenge they have, but they all understand they better do that now or they're going to lose their fans. Cause if I can't use my smartphone while I'm there for three, four or five hours, I'm, I'm going to stop going. I think because these smartphones have become so important to us. Sure. You know, three, four five hours is certainly an eternity uh, in, exactly. today's, in today's smartphone world. Right. Uh, sure. Well, well, John, thanks so much for joining us. This has been, you know, extremely interesting conversation and, and great to hear about what Venue Next is up to. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping I have a chance to use it at the, uh, at the next event I attend. Great. Well, thanks very much. And I really love what you guys are doing at SeatGeek. I'm a SeatGeek fan. I use it. And, uh, You've done, you've done very nice work. Oh, we're so, so glad to hear that. Thanks, thanks so much. And uh, great. take care. Hope to talk to you soon. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. That was John Paul, founder and CEO of in-venue experience company Venue Next. Thanks for listening to this episode of the On Deck podcast. We'll be back soon with another great guest. Until then, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. We'd love to hear what you think of the show.